0: Hey, Dog Pound. It's your boy Spencer here. Couple quick announcements for you. The good news is our live show is moving to the world famous IO theater at a new day and time every Wednesday at 730. The bad news is that we're going to be taking the next month or so off on the podcast feed. But the other good news is that we'll be releasing bonus episodes weekly on our Patreon feed in the meantime. So head over to patreon.com slash arcade audio to find out more. And if you want to stay current on upcoming themes, performers, and announcements, uh, then just follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LSDL Show. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome
1: to Arcade Audio.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Dog's Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. I am your host, Spencer Hamilton, and tonight's theme is going to be the frat pack. Woo!
2: Who
0: okay. is that? I don't know what that was. Uh, let's meet our teams for tonight. Let's start with the team to my left. Do we have a team name?
3: Oh, yes. Uh, we are Judd Apatow presents This is 69.
0: <laughs> what is that? I don't What is that? This is 40 This was a movie he did. Thank you. Thank you, Rich in the Booth. But 69 is the fun number. 69 is the fun number. I know that much.
4: (laughs) Judd Apatow is a director.
0: That was the last piece I needed. Thank you, Sammy. All right. Let's, uh, since we've already started. That's our team name. (laughs) (laughs) One more time for the audience.
3: Judd Apatow presents This is 69. That's funny. (laughs)
0: That's good. That's good. All right. Let's meet our players starting on the far end. Uh, My name is Sammy Tamimi. Okay. And next to Sammy? Uh, I'm I'm Jason. We met. Okay. Are you already stumbling on the questions? Yes. Okay. And finally,
3: uh, I'm Charlie Williams.
0: Awesome. All right. This is 69. Let's meet our team to my right. What is the team name?
3: We are Lie Beta
5: Kappa. <laughs>
0: Lie Beta Kappa, right? Because the, sh- the game show is about lying.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and so you've, and you've that's combined a, that's like a fraternity fraternity
0: letters. Lie, yeah. Beta, lie Beta Kappa, very very clever. Oh, that's funny. <laughs>
5: Thank very
0: you. playful. All right. Yeah. Let's meet our uh, individual players, uh, starting closest to me.
5: Marie Maloney. Okay. I'm Peyton Lynch.
6: Alrighty. I'm Shane Wilson.
0: Awesome. All right. Let's uh, let's get started with uh, the team to my left. Judd Apatow presents. This is sixty nine. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Nope, sorry. Okay, my, um, my writer got a little confused. They guess, I guess they thought... Did this happen again? Yeah, this is like the third week in a row. Um, so they thought the show was about flat facts. <sighs> flat facts. Yeah. So let me see if I can make this are... work. Okay, hold on. I got it, Rich. Uh, let's see. Did you know uh, Vince Vaughn is the flattest state in the U.S. with the highest point at only 345... Uh, no, it not no. Uh, David Keckner invented the pancake in Rome. Okay, this isn't going to work. Boy. (laughs) Let's just go to the question. Uh, What celebrity started a GoFundMe to prove that the earth was flat in 2017? And what was their plan to do so?
4: (laughs) Our audience woman got really excited. She got really excited.
1: As we all should be.
0: Right. What celebrity started a GoFundMe to prove that the Earth was flat in
4: 2017? Uh, now, we're going to get the name. You're not going to probably remember him, but he's an out-of-touch old white rocker. Okay. Michael McDonald.
0: I, re- I, I am vaguely familiar with Michael McDonald. Uh,
4: and his plan was they were going to launch a weather balloon, but like make it so it can go into low Earth orbit and take a picture.
0: Very smart.
5: <laughs> okay. <What? laughs>
6: so... He genuinely believes that the earth is flat. Yeah, it's Michael McDonald, man. He's Time, love, and tenderness, baby. So when he co-wrote the song What a Fool Believes with Kenny Loggins, (laughs) was that Kenny Loggins' way of getting back at him and saying anyone who believes that, Michael McDonald, is is a lunatic? There's probably a relevant uh, lyric in there. Would you happen to know what it is? Uh, he came from somewhere back in the long ago. So like back when he thought that uh, that, that that the earth was flat oh prior to Columbus.
4: Oh. We are in trouble. Shane is a font of wisdom.
0: Yeah, that sucks because I've got a lot of Mike McDonald questions lined up. <laughs> <laughs> You're in for a, a bad time. Event. Yeah, I think the actual theme this week was Yacht Rock. <laughs> yacht Rock. <laughs> no spoilers. That, that will be uh, coming up. Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? Was it Michael McDonald with a, uh, a balloon?
2: I don't. Uh, we don't balloon? think so. No. No. What
0: do you think the the true answer is?
2: I thought it was. Wasn't it Tila Tequila who like thought that the earth? Here's some was gasps bad. from the audience. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and she was like on. Tw- she was like really going off, on everybody and everybody being like, "The earth is flat," and like, I think she did have a GoFundMe or something. She was like, "Come on, we're gonna prove it," but I can't remember what her plan was. <laughs>
0: Tequila's plan. I'm sure she had one.
2: Uh,
0: She she may have been one of the uh, the flat earthers, uh, but in this particular instance, the GoFundMe was uh, from B O B, the rapper B O B. (laughs) He asked for one million (laughs) dollars. To, quote, help B.O.B. purchase and launch multiple satellites into space, he will be keeping you updated with step-by-step documentation of the process. Help B.O.B. find the curve.
5: That's pretty messed up because he has a song called Airplanes. Yeah, he does that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh,
6: Shane, uh, what, what are some of the lyrics from Airplanes. For, I, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. oh. I, I can't even make those up. I we we no found idea. the weak point in Shakespeare. No, I hear B.O.B., and I think it's the Outcast song, and I go in the wrong path. That's what <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, right.
3: Do, do we know how much money he raised? I'm glad you
0: asked that, yeah. Uh, so his campaign was actually um, suspended after uh, five days uh, for violating terms of service, but in the first five days, he raised a whopping $596. <laughs> and,
1: and do we know if the earth is flat?
0: We still do not know. Okay. <laughs> we still do not know. It's unfortunate. Dang. <laughs> All right, uh, lie Beta Kappa. Oh ben Stiller has been described as the acknowledged leader of the frat pack because of his multiple cameos and for his consistent use of the other members in roles and films that he produces and directs. Stiller was married to actress Christine Taylor for 17 years, which seems like a long time in regular years, so it's pretty much an eternity in acting years. Taylor is probably best known for playing Marsha Brady in the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady sequel, but on what Nickelodeon children's TV series did she make her acting debut?
5: That this group must somehow form a
6: family That's the way we all became the Brady Bunch The Brady Bunch The Brady Bunch That's the way we became the Brady Bunch
0: we, we do have an honest member who, who, who may know the answer, so we will uh, we'll, we'll find out a little later on if, uh, if she does or not. But in the meantime, Li Beta Kappa, what do we think? Uh, how, do, how did Christina Taylor get her
6: debut? Uh, she was on a show that was about the wacky adventures of a bunch of kids who were working uh, during the summer at a western ranch. It's uh, a little wild. It's
5: <laughs> a little strange. <laughs> the show they was got that home back on the range. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and the song actually ends with uh, this voice coming in saying the title of the show, Hey, hey dude. dude. Okay, Hey Dude.
4: <laughs> uh, Shane, I have a question for you. Okay. All right, I know you're a parent. What are the
6: cool shows for kids to watch nowadays? Uh, so the cool shows to watch are not on television. Uh, you have to go onto the, the, the interwebs. <laughs> uh, and some of the cool things to watch, uh, there's a guy from the Netherlands named Jelly, and he creates these elaborate marble Olympic events. Oh, I have watched these. Yes, uh, they're incredibly <laughs> compelling, and I mean there are teams, like there are teams com- of marbles competing against each other, and you find yourself rooting, and you're like, go Team Galactic, yeah. screw you, Minty Maniacs, <laughs> uh, and, and- he does like the, co- the play-by-play commentary, where, yeah, Like oh, green's yeah, coming yeah, around yeah, the corner,
0: he's beating, oh, here comes blue from the back. Yeah, there's yeah. an
6: actual play-by-play, so uh, that's a big one, Jelly's Marble run. You sound more excited than your kid would be. Uh, you, you. You have no idea, actually. Uh, <laughs> the, the, there's another guy, there's a guy named Joseph who makes a Rube Goldberg machines. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and last year at the Science Museum, they had the Rube Goldberg, uh, the regional finals. Regional finals. And Joseph of Joseph's machines was the keynote speaker. And that was like as probably as big a celebrity sighting as my son has ever had, seeing <laughs> oh. the guy from the Rube Goldberg videos. So so cool series of videos on YouTube. And he's Make the lead singer happy. of OK Go, correct? Correct. Okay. Have you ever had to shut them down? Like, you can't watch that. Uh, not that. Uh, there are other videos. Like, Where the hell did you find that? And you cut that off. Right? Like some of the Elsa gate type stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, Spencer. Yes, Jason. Can I give a just a quick shout out?
0: <laughs> sure. What's your shout out?
1: Uh, it's to my grandma.
0: Okay. It's that's my nice. Gra-
1: my grandma, Mary. She really loved the show, Hey Dude. <laughs> Aww,
0: that's so your, sweet. Your grandma watched this Nickelodeon yeah, show. Yeah, we used to
1: watch it together.
0: Oh, well, that's sweet.
1: Yeah. She's dead now.
0: Oh, is it because of hey dude?
1: No. Oh, uh, it was because of Your Shorts? You know, I don't know what she died from. Hmm. Now that I think of it. Well, maybe we'll phone a friend and find out. I was 18. Jesus.
4: Oh <laughs> he <They> tricked you!
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're telling the truth. They're telling the truth, okay. I uh, was checking with the audience member. Are, are they telling the truth? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. she, she's like, Thank you. Well that yeah, you're right. It was
2: Yay! <laughs> I want to know what happened to Christine Taylor. Where is
0: she? Uh, what, where is she? Yeah. I, I don't know. She's divorced. I know she has
2: divorced Ben Stiller. I don't know why she was only in Ben Stiller's movies after the Brady Bunch. I was really upset about that.
5: Yeah, that was a bummer.
0: Well,
2: <laughs> but, well
5: was it as
0: much of a bummer as Jason's story or less of a bummer?
5: Uh, it's less of a bummer. That's well, good. Then that good. I,
0: my grandma did live a full life. Yeah. And she was loved. She,
1: I mean, death is a part of life, right? Also, I did cry. (laughs)
4: Speaking of death, Owen Wilson, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, what
0: a segue. I'm loving this show so far. Owen Owen Wilson, this is for Judd Apatow Presents, this is 69, nice. Owen Wilson, along with his brother Luke, is considered to be one of the founding members of the frat pack. Like many of the members (laughs) of this frat pack, Owen is known more for his uh, movies than his dating life. But what Grammy Award-winning musician dedicated the 2002 song Safe and Sound to Owen Wilson? Let's go. All right. Who wrote the song two, uh, the 2002 song "Safe and Sound" and dedicated it to Owen Wilson?
3: Um, it was the pop punk band Sum 41.
0: Sum 41. Yes. Okay.
6: Do you have any questions over here? What's an- what's another Sum 41 song?
3: Um, there is. I did it all for the Nookie.
6: What? The Nookie. Yeah.
0: Nope, that's uh, Limp biscuit. That sounds like it. Oh, really? Yes. Well, little
1: little known fact, Sum 41 actually wrote all of Limp Biscuit's catalog. (laughs) Oh, is that
0: right? They were the (laughs) ghostwriters for Limp Biscuit. Yeah, that's
5: for sure. What are some more lyrics to Safe and Sound, the song by Sum 41? Oh, sure, it's...
4: Wake me
1: up in October. Wake me up in October. <laughs> I see. They also wrote all of Green Day's. <laughs> <campaign>. Yeah, really?
2: <laughs> yeah. It seems like That's you're channeling.
1: I think we're telling the truth. <laughs> it seems like we we,
5: we
2: yeah.
0: don't have any more questions, huh? No,
5: we
2: don't. We don't. Yeah, I don't. This is going
0: to be a quick show. I'm excited.
5: We're going to really, yeah. get home early,
2: get to watch Hey Dude. I don't know how any of these people are. <laughs> if you had a choice. You don't know who Sum 41 is? That's okay if you don't. No, I don't. I mean, for the first, like... 16 years of my life, I only listened to Broadway musicals, so yeah, yeah I don't know. You, you may know, uh,
0: was, was not, am I mistaken, was Avril Lavigne uh, married to... Correct. She was. Yeah. To a Hemsworth. Yes. To a Hemsworth? <laughs> that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I think that's
1: Miley Cyrus you're thinking of, but... She
5: was, lead- she was married to the lead singer of Sum 41.
1: Miley Cyrus was?
5: No, Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne was. Who was uh, they Their fellow Canadians.
4: Oh. Yeah. Now, if you had a choice for each of you to marry an actor or a musician <laughs> from Canada. From Canada. <laughs> would you marry would you rather marry a Canadian actor or a Canadian musician and why?
2: Um. Um,
3: we don't we don't need the actual names, just actor or yeah, musician. I think generally I'd go actor.
5: Yeah, oh, we yeah, gotta I go actor. Why? Yeah. Cuz musicians why? are
6: always on the go. They're going from town to town. You want someone who's at least tied down for like 4 to 8 weeks at a time in one location. Yeah, but actors are liars. <laughs>
5: But Canadians are just so ding dang friendly. You oh, know? that's interesting. So ding it kind of
0: counterbalances the, yes.
5: the lying. Yeah.
0: Interesting. They're I'm a kind musician. Liars.
1: I consider myself a musician, and I'm very friendly, <laughs> and I never lie. <laughs> and also, I've only ever been here in Chicago. I've never gone anywhere. Are you single or
0: taken? And away? I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good enough. Do we think telling the truth was a Sum Forty One that dedicated a song to Owen Wilson? Th- no. It's it's not. It's
6: not. Okay. So. What do we think it is? I mean, they're 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 on the right path. I mean, they're on the right kind of era. It was actually the band Good Charlotte.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> little little known fact.
0: Sum Forty One actually wrote all of Good Charlotte's. Power. Yeah. The, the entire genre actually, of pop punk crazy. should just be called Sum Forty One. Yep. Correct. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. No, uh, everyone was wildly off. Uh, let me see if I, it was a Cheryl Crow. Actually,
2: oh.
0: yeah, Sheryl oh. yeah. Crow. It was off her album. Come on, come on. And she dedicated it to uh, uh, to amend the liner notes. You guys see? remember the Sheryl Crow song?
4: she no. dated Lance Armstrong and, and Kid Rock and I'm like those are both bad choices and
0: Eric Clapton
3: what? Well, they yeah.
0: can't can all be that bad <laughs>
3: that, is someone can someone check on Cheryl Crow?
0: <laughs> she was
1: she the was, was just actually
2: on, where are they now?
1: <laughs> I think she has a new album coming out actually and I'm
2: single <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright live well, a Kappa the three most famous Wilsons in the early 2000s were Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, and Wilson the Volleyball, star of Castaway <laughs> Hell yeah. with Tom Hanks. The plucky sidekick was an unexpected marketing triumph for the Wilson Sporting Goods Company, which saw a brief spike in sales. Boo. Boo. Just a volleyball, right? Oh. All right, never mind. Uh, another company <laughs> that enjoyed the success of free publicity was FedEx. They actually saw a big jump in international shipping for years following the movie. They also saw a 30% jump in another important number for the company. What statistic for FedEx increased by 30% after the release of Castaway? Is this a Canadian band? This is a Canadian band. It's bare, bare Naked Ladies. What statistic for FedEx increased by 30% after a Castaway came out?
6: Uh, I can authoritatively answer that because my name is Wilson. That is true, Uh, shame was I'm I'm, I'm directly involved in this. Uh, So, of course, one of the things that happens in the movie is that, you know, the plane crashes and there's all these goods that are lost, like shoes that don't fit Tom Hanks' feet, ice skates that he uses to cut open coconuts, uh, and, of course, a single box with an elaborate angel painted on it. And none of those items were recovered except for the box. And the thing that people realized is if only those items had been insured, uh, then that way they, they would have recouped their costs, everybody who lost all their Goods on the the crash Tom Hanks flight. So uh, FedEx sells insurance uh, when when you when you when you ship with them, and that's the thing that that increased is uh, insurance sales uh, jumped dramatically. Okay,
4: so if you're an executive at FedEx, do you feel positive or negative about a movie that shows one of your planes crashing?
6: So if you're an executive at FedEx, you live in Memphis. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I so, uh, stay, that's the end of it. Well, also, it wasn't
5: a FedEx plane. The plane just had FedExes on it,
6: wasn't it, it, FedEx no, it. It was a FedEx plane. It was a FedEx plane because he worked for FedEx. It, yeah, and they're, they're actually a major airline. I mean, they're, they're one of the leading airlines in the country because that's everything you ship wasn't it FedEx. it a passenger plane?
0: Yeah, every no, time I no, I I fly Because Tom
6: Hanks is riding jump seat. He's riding there's the there's the, the, the two man crew and then there's him sitting oh. right behind with all the cargo behind him. Oh, so yeah, no yeah. it's it's so he it's, was it's, he was riding an airplane
0: with the rap group two live
6: crew. Is that
0: what you said? He was <laughs> a two live crew? What only
2: what if Tom Hanks put himself in a box like remember in the great Muppet Caper and all <laughs> the Muppets were in the animal boxes and then they had to follow the plane? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that just me? I'm I don't one the No, they, they parachute out. Yeah, yeah. Because
6: yeah. The, they don't even land. The boxes are just thrown out of yeah, the plane. Yeah, they
2: fall yes. into like a lake in, in England. Next to Peter Hustonoff. Yeah. yeah.
4: I think Tom Hanks' most romantic role would probably be uh, You've Got Mail. I think okay. that, I think that's the one, if I was like a, a lady, I would fall in love with him just from that
3: movie. It, yeah, it, it's,
2: it's email. a fantastic movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is all I have to Wait, say. So, it's, is Tom Hanks rich in that movie? And, like, if he falls in love with Meg Ryan, why doesn't he save her bookstore? I don't understand. Well, the, the whole thing, this is this is the really
3: cool thing about You've Got Mail. Yeah,
2: tell me
0: the really cool thing.
3: Is Meg Ryan is running her mother's bookstore. And she loves her mother and wants to keep her mother's... Um, uh, memory l- memory alive yeah um, but uh, by the end of the movie once the bookstore closes spoilers sorry um, <laughs> I have never seen it is this a problem uh, no
6: you'll okay. be fine I the <laughs> whole movie no but Peyton can set you up with the Broadway musical that was based on the original that that story is based on
2: yeah you know? um, I can It's. Uh, I actually was in the show it's called uh,
6: She Loves she Me, loves me
2: which was based off a play called Parfumery. Uh, she Loves Me. Uh, it also was turned into a movie with Katherine Hepburn called Shop Around the Corner. Yeah, yeah. and, and Stewart. You've yeah. Got Mail. Yep. Uh,
4: they're telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, it was actually jo- job applications. <laughs> That's right. The, apparently the prospect of surviving a plane crash, living alone on a deserted island, and losing your friends and family was a better draw than their base pay and benefits. Hey, Spencer. Yes, Jason. Can I tell a quick story? Please, please
1: do. <laughs> This is a story from four minutes ago.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: When we were discussing the answer to that question that you asked. Yes.
5: We know you're still single. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> we lost Don't We've the lost guy, them. We've lost It's, it's okay. been a long
5: four minutes, okay? <laughs>
1: um, but when we were discussing it, I said it was in, like package insurance. And then I got very excited for myself because it sounded so smart. Isn't that a smart answer? It was a pretty smart answer. And then they said it, and I was like, I've never met you, but you seem so smart. And I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I'm single! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, over the next half hour of the show, we'll see if we can't find a girlfriend <laughs> during, during the show.
3: When when he suggested it, we both looked at Jason and went, yeah, let, yeah that's great. And, and we also went, what? Jason? But but then he looked at both of us expecting a compliment.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like like a puppy who wants treats.
3: And then he gave himself the compliment by going, that was smart.
0: (laughs) Well, let's... (laughs) He's <laughs> doing the end of The Breakfast Club now. <laughs> yes. That was last week. Oh okay, This week's Sorry. The Frat Pack, not The Brat Pack. Yeah. All right, Judd Apatow presents this at 69. Nice. Ben Stiller and the Wilson Brothers, Owen and Luke, are key members of The Frat Pack, and as such, they star in some truly outrageous body comedies, oh, such God. as The Royal Tenenbaums.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that movie has a delightful ensemble cast, including Gene Hackman, Angelica Houston, and a hawk. Who didn't even realize... He appeared in the Royal Ten of Bombs until he saw the movie.
5: Wow!
4: <laughs>
0: One of like the saddest songs of all time. Jesus. I, I really Christ. like this song. It's good. <laughs> All right, what do we think? Who, who uh, didn't even know they were in the movie until they saw it?
4: Well, he thought he was in a different movie because of the way Wes Anderson works. It was Danny Glover. Danny Glover. What movie did he think he was yeah. in? He thought he was, he was like in kind of a, a comedy movie and not so much a, like a twee, as we come to know, the twee Wes Anderson movie.
2: Did he think he was in Fantastic Mr. Fox?
4: <laughs>
0: That's right. He was doing all live action mocap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's young enough to do that? He's what? Do you think that he's young enough to do that mocap? Yeah. Do you think Danny Glover is young enough to do that? Yes. Why are you being so ages, bro? So you're saying he's not too old for this shit? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh. yeah. I thought I was teeing you up, buddy. I guess not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um.
5: So I'm sorry. What movie did he think he was in?
4: He thought he was like in a standard kind of early 2000s comedy, where it's just like, oh, weird romantic comedy, and not kind of like the Wes Anderson family very stylistic drama and when
5: when did he see himself in this film to realize he was in this film
6: uh the premiere he's like oh man look this movie i guess i'll go (laughs) so when he was shooting his scenes with gene hackman and angelica houston uh what 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 kind of film did he think this this light frothy comedy opposite (laughs) those actors was
5: he thought well, and I perhaps think you could name the movie.
4: Yeah, yeah well, sure, sure, sure. It was, he thought he was in Lethal Weapon Three <laughs> and he was like, Where's Mel Gibson? And I guess like, it's just my part of the movie. Then we'll blow up the house at the end. <laughs>
5: Okay.
0: This is my part. That was a cool thing about Lethal Weapon 3 is I kind of just followed Danny Glover with the A plot and then (laughs) Mel Gibson with the B plot and then everybody met in the whole movie. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and then Jet Li
2: just randomly appears. Yeah, that was cool. And it was a frothy romantic comedy (laughs) as Donald Glover knew it was when he was filming the scene. I
0: wish we would stop using the word frothy. (laughs) Does anyone like the movie Saw? (laughs) Yeah. I, I do. It's a good movie. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. (laughs) We'll check back in with you later. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Danny Glover was in that movie. Yeah, correct. Oh, okay. I really did not know what the connection was. As a cop. Yeah. He played a really frothy cop. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Was it uh, Danny Glover that we're talking about here?
2: No. No? No. No. Definitely not.
0: Who
6: was it?
5: We think it's Alec Baldwin. Yeah.
6: Oh, was
0: Alec Baldwin in the Royal Tenenbaums?
1: Well,
6: he's the narrator. You, you, but he actually, there, there's, a, there's a, a physical visual I appearance see. of him Which he was surprised to discover And he thought yeah. he was in Fantastic Mr. Fox
5: He thought <laughs> exactly. he was doing an audio book right,
6: So okay. here's the thing, I actually gave you a hint with the, uh, the song that was just
0: playing uh, It was actually Jackson Brown, who was the guitarist for Nico Nico, of course, is the person who did that song uh, As I said in an interview, uh, you're sitting in a movie theater And there's this great moment where Gwyneth Paltrow is coming out of a bus or something And I'm thinking to myself, man, I used to play guitar just like that uh, he forgot that he had licensed the song to to
6: uh, Wes Anderson. So we're going with the broad definition of in.
4: Yeah. <laughs> wow, Spencer, that's a little, that's a little that's kind of sassy on you. I think that's a that penalty. A little sassy, but I liked it. I'll give you, <laughs> oh.
2: I'll
0: no. give you some points for the for the sass.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
6: We met be sassy. There's yeah, so be so sassy. pictures
2: of Owen Adidas ben. is also
6: in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. He's pushing You're it. You're on thin ice, Shane. <laughs> All right, lie beta kappa. Wait, what, uh,
0: another one? <laughs> did I not? What? Oh, yeah, what? You don't like Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller <laughs> three or four times in a row? What's wrong with that?
2: Uh, they're the Matt and Ben of the prep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate.
0: Uh, so here we go. Uh, uh, ben Stiller and Owen Wilson both appeared in the 2009 documentary, Ned at the Museum 2. <laughs> It's not very good,
2: documentary, and
0: honestly, I wouldn't have even brought it up if I didn't need this segue. The Smithsonian Institution is one of the world's largest collections of knowledge. Uh, The institution is named after James Smithson, a wealthy scientist and researcher whose fortune at the time was worth about $14 million in today's money. After the only heir to his fortune died, he instructed his estate to be given to the United States. However, it took 17 years to figure out what to do with the money which was eventually used to found the Smithsonian Institution. So what was it, or why did it take almost two decades to decide what to do with Smithson's fortune?
6: All I made a made for All right, why did it take two decades to figure out what to do with this money? So the terms of his will were that the money would be used for the diffusion of knowledge. Uh, And it was left to the United States. And so the recipient for the United States was Congress. Uh, And Congress, as it does, uh, argued over the best way to spend that money. So actually, it it took almost two decades because different parties and different factions had different ideas of how that money uh, should actually be spent.
4: Shane, if you had one day to spend $14 million, how would you spend it? And you can't give it all away in one chunk. The most you can give away is $1 million at a time.
0: Isn't this an Eddie Murphy movie? It's a Richard Pryor It's <laughs> a Richard Pryor. Brewster's Millions. Brewster's Millions. What am I thinking of, Trading Places? <laughs> That's Eddie Murphy. Yeah,
6: there you go. <laughs> I, have to, I have to spend a million dollars a day over the course of two weeks. Sure. Um, well, I think I would just go around... Um, you know, uh supporting Patreons. <laughs> That's, good. <laughs> That's good. Just everybody who's like, please support us, I would just like max out their Patreons and just <gasps> So you just, would go like for example you would go just like off the top of my head, like
0: patreon.com
6: slash arcade audio. Sure, that, something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> like
0: it, you'd it, fill it, out the it, survey okay. for
6: Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. Yeah, hypothetical. Or just yeah, indie bands and uh uh just yeah, mm. and, and have, No, we and, don't we don't have any bands on our podcast network. Okay. <laughs>
3: hey Shane. Yeah, are you Jesus Christ? <laughs>
6: Not that I've been told.
3: Shane's just you a know smart, something I don't? He's a smart dad. Also, just like a, a very genuine, i is the first time I've met you, just a very genuine person.
0: Is that what Jesus would do? Jesus would donate Jesus his money would to do- Patreon? Yes,
3: he would, <laughs> he would max out Arcade Audio's <laughs> Patreon.
0: <laughs> Wasn't that Jesus who said, render unto Caesar what
6: is Caesar's and render unto, unto Arcade Audio what is Arcade Audio's?
2: That's exactly what he said. Yeah, that's in the Bible. And uh, if
6: you sign up now for church, you'll get special gifts and, and prizes. Emulgements. <laughs> 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 <Indulgence. laughs> Marie, how would you give away the money?
5: Um, I would go somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would go to somewhere like Bali in Indonesia, and uh, because especially because the uh, the rupiah there is like a hundred dollars is like two million rupiah. So, uh, so f- giving away millions is like billions there.
6: Oh, so you'd give it away? Yeah. So I would just
5: like chill on the beach, but then I would give away billions of rupiah.
6: That's so nice. You're just leaving money on the table, not spending your money there. (laughs) I guess so. Uh, Peyton?
2: Yeah. It Um, would make a big difference. I mean, this isn't nice, but I would probably pay off my student (laughs) loans. $14 million worth of student loans? Well, that's what I would do first.
0: Where are you going to get the other $20 million?
2: (laughs) Um, I would probably buy, like, a house or something, and, like, I don't know.
0: Sammy, do you have something in
2: mind? I would probably quit my job. I don't
4: know. (laughs) That's a good start. (laughs) I I, I like that we went from, I'm going to support other people, too.
6: I'm going to buy me some nice stuff. (laughs) That's that's like supporting.
2: Yeah, he's practical. I'm supporting myself.
6: Yeah, there you go. You've got to put on your own oxygen mask before you can help. (laughs)
2: Exactly. You can't uh, pour from an empty cup, okay?
0: (laughs) Yeah.
4: Uh, We think they are lying. Uh, The reason it was so hard to give away the money is that his estate... Uh, the value of it was not in just in fungible goods that you could exchange for money, it was, in for, it was like in actual items that had value, so they had to figure out how to sell it and get money before they could distribute it.
0: That sounds really smart, but no, actually Shane was right, that's, uh, um, the, uh, they were just too vague in the wording because uh, that's exactly what he left his fortune to, he said he used for the increase in diffusion of knowledge, almost verbatim what Shane said. I, so hate that's very Shane. Good. I hate him. Hey, hey, <laughs> I hate him. And I'm proud to say that with the uh, generosity, Sammy no one in America has ever had to worry about schools again.
1: <laughs> hey, Spencer. Yes, Jason. Okay. Can you give Sammy some points because he
0: used the word "fungible"? Fungible was a pretty good word. I'll give you some points, Sammy.
2: And I think you should take some points away from him because he just said he hates Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sammy, did you say you hate Jesus Christ? Yeah. <laughs> My man, I'm giving you more points.
6: <laughs> <laughs> um, I,
0: Jed Abadal presents This is 69. Frat Pack member Paul Rudd, a 50-year-old man who doesn't look a day over 30. Uh, he looks awesome. Are you kidding me? Is, there, is that debatable? I'm going to take points away from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rudd has played many eclectic roles in his career, from Shakespearean aristocrat to a pint-sized superhero. However, you could say he was cast in a strange role from birth. What unusual relationship oh, did Paul Rudd's parents have with each other? This is 69. What do you think? What unusual relationship do Paul Rudd's parents have with each other?
3: They were second cousins.
0: Second
5: cousins. On which? On Rudd's side? or
2: (laughs) What? They're all on one side if they're second cousins. Marie, do you know how cousins work? You know what would be funny is if they were uh, stepbrother and stepsister because Paul Rudd and... Alicia Silverstone or stepbrother and stepsister in Clueless. Oh, that's oh, right.
0: Yeah. Also, that category is very big right now,
2: online. If you
0: get but do you mean
6: oh. Pornhub? I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a clean show. Anytime. This is a clean show. So, <laughs> Sammy, did they know that they were second cousins when they when they they started dating? No, because
3: um, Paul Rudd's dad is actually adopted.
6: Classic, mad about you. Yeah.
3: Wait, how did they find out?
1: That's
2: how it
3: um, they found out at a family reunion, and one of their like old aunts recognized another family member, and they found out.
2: Okay, but Paul, so, so Paul Rudd was adopted, but we, he knew his birth family? No, Paul
6: Rudd's dad was adopted. No,
5: Paul Rudd's oh, dad Paul Rudd. was adopted. Yeah. See how it's
6: confusing and, it was and ado- unusual? He
5: was adopted mm-hmm. in her family? Because how would they recognize...
4: You can recognize someone who's adopted. It's yeah. not like, it's like, oh no, who's that guy? He's he, adopted. What? He
5: adopted and he has a face. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like recognized from the past? That doesn't really seem to make any
3: sense. Yeah, you, and most options are closed. So if, you wouldn't know the birth parents. Well, if you, what I'm saying is like when you recognize somebody, you recognize like a family story or something like that from when, okay. like when he was adopted, because he, oh, so he was the, adopted I, late. He told
6: the story of being adopted yeah. and they put the pieces together. He was together. adopted like later
3: second. when he was like, because I guess his parents were. And they were like, like
2: little an Annie Mae oh, he an put her yeah. baby up for adoption on 1945. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you referencing? I'm just making up the story like. Are oh, you trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah. They were like the grandma saw and she's like oh my god that was when Annie Mae had to give up the baby and like he's gotta be like 33 and like that's has to be him and then she like took out the picture in the locket (laughs) and it was like oh my god he looks just like that boy that she was with but he died in the war. Peyton,
0: (laughs) I'm giving you one million dollars to make that happen that story (laughs) sounds pretty good do we think they're telling the truth? Is that the relationship with their second cousins?
5: Boy, uh, we don't think so. Okay, no.
2: what was the relationship? It was um, much more sinful than that. More yeah. sinful. Okay.
5: Uh, we think that Paul Rudd's dad used to be a priest and his mom used to be a nun, <gasps> and they met uh, as part of like, be like living they, being they were, a part of they the, were, the same were, parish. They were. They were. And then they left the church together. They were a
6: work couple. They. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, love is fun. Uh, no, it was, they
0: were second cousins. <laughs> 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 Everyone's very excited. All right. Uh, so in my opinion, this is uh, for Li Beta Kappa. In my opinion, the most laid back member of the frat pack is Steve Carell. He just seems so cool, right? Steve
3: Carell is such a daddy.
0: Yeah, I mean, for real. I I was <laughs> looking at pictures for those PowerPoint, and I found that picture, and I was like, jeez, man. Like, for the
4: audience at home, it's Steve Carell. He's got silver hair, a, pep- a, a salt and pepper beard. He's just... Super sharp looking. Yeah. This is we not what you jacket. think. Also, yeah, awesome texture
0: on the jacket.
1: He's like, smoldering in oh, here. He is yeah, smoldering. Thank he you He Doesn't look that unlike me,
0: and I'm sick. All right. So Steve Carell just has. uh, So from all the Office residuals, (laughs) Jason just just shielded his eyes from the light stage lights so he could look out into the audience to find the babes that are also single. Yes, (laughs) waiting.
3: Somebody date him so he'll stop. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Please. So anyway, all these uh, Office residuals are just burning a hole in Steve Carell's pocket. So he had to do something about it. In 2009, what generally cool thing did Steve Carell purchase? (laughs) All right, what do we think? What generally cool thing did Steve Carell purchase in
5: 2009? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We think he purchased a Bentley.
4: A Bentley. Is that a generally cool thing? Uh.
5: Like status wise? Is it st- I mean I get yeah. it status,
4: but is it cool? I mean from the audience it's a I heard very a very no.
5: expensive <laughs> car. Yeah, and a <laughs> one audience member Cause, hates cause, Bentleys. So if, if I
6: put up in a Bentley <laughs> it, it kinda means you're, like, That's you're, too, lame. you're too hip for a Rolls Royce. You know, it's like it's Well you know, what, any rich person can get a Rolls, he got a Bentley.
3: Yeah. Honestly. What d- makes his Bentley any different than the other Bentleys that other celebrities have?
6: right so uh, you, you may remember he was in the uh, the Bruce Almighty sequel Evan Almighty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, he has uh, he has decals of, of wild animals decorating <laughs> the outside of the Bentley.
3: Can you and name painted. Can Just you look. name the animals?
6: Sure uh, there's a zebra there's uh, there's there's a giraffe but you don't see you know, like it gets to the top of the Bentley and kind of folds over the top.
3: Is it like does the Bentley have like a sunroof so like when, when a, so someone sticks their head out of the sunroof, you are the giraffe head?
6: I mean, that's specifically cool. This is a generally cool
3: Imagine, <laughs> Imagine, if you will, the Lincoln Square
5: Taz car.
0: The Lincoln Square Taz car?
5: As a Bentley. I'm not But familiar. with animals. Oh, you are not?
0: No. Is everyone okay. stays familiar with the Lincoln Square Taz car? Absolutely no, it's just not. All right.
5: You. This is real. Um, in Lincoln Square, there is a yellow like Jeep. That has a bunch of ta- Taz stickers all <laughs> over it. Um, and it like ha- it has like a following on Twitter, and <laughs> people tag it on Instagram all the time. It's the Lincoln Square Taz car. So
0: it's just somebody's tacky car that everyone yeah, loves. Yeah,
5: that everyone loves. One of my coworkers takes a picture with it every time he sees it. It's really like beautiful. Taz,
3: it's like Taz the Tasmanian Devil? Yes, Taz.
5: Okay.
0: Hey, no, it was actually, it's actually Taz, the wrestler from ECW. <laughs> I, I, he, no, I'm just joking. Uh Marie,
4: I'm taking $1 million away from you for that story.
0: <laughs> hey, Spencer? Yes, Jason. Can I tell you
1: a quick secret?
0: Oh, do you want to <laughs> whisper it in my ear or do you want to broadcast it?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell it into the microphone, but everyone has to promise not to listen. Okay. Okay. When I was a boy, I purchased wallpaper for my childhood bedroom that had Taz and football gear. <laughs> And it was on one side of my wall in my bedroom. And I really liked it. Uh-huh. That's all.
6: <laughs> was it generic? And I'm
5: singing. There it is. I was it generic
6: why. Looney Tunes football, or was it a specific team that he was representing? Uh, he, well, first of all, you weren't supposed to listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I am not taking
2: gotcha. a points away from we you, We weren't sharing. listening. We were reading your lips. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: okay but it was just a generic that was a very uh, very um savvy of you to know how an accent wall works I was right? yeah, Only- I was just going to
5: say I like that you had a Accent wall of that was just yes
0: <laughs> yeah uh, and we, I live alone now
5: that's, too oh yeah.
0: boy
1: that's huh?
5: so queer I have you
0: really progressive <laughs> so do we think Bentley is the uh, true answer no 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 uh, Charlie the
4: avatar of cool knows the actual answer
3: I do yeah. he bought a laser tag arena <laughs>
0: oh, okay yeah that would be cool
3: yeah uh, it's no, g- generally cool
0: no the generally cool thing was a general store
3: <laughs> oh, oh boy. Uh, (laughs) Does he still have
0: it? Does he still? Well, he bought it in 2009. I I think he does. Uh, Let's see here. Steve, his wife Nancy, and some other family own and run the Marshfield Hills General Store in Marshfield, Massachusetts. Why, you ask?
5: Yeah, why? I don't
0: don't know. (laughs) My, my writers did not do the research on that one. I hope they still <laughs> own it. The first five
1: years of a small business is really hard.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Especially probably. when you're Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things must be hard for him. All right, Judd Apatow presents this at 69. This is your last question. John C. Riley. The C stands for come at me. He is seriously one of the top five best actors living right now. Concur. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, He's a frat pack adjacent dynamo, playing comedic (laughs) roles like Cal Naughton Jr. in Talladega Nights, as well as dramatic roles like Officer Jim Curing in Magnolia. Wow. Wow. We went with that one? (laughs) Uh, So not only does he have range, but he's also a native son growing up right here in Chicago, attending DePaul, and performing with Steppenwolf before eventually achieving Hollywood stardom. But things weren't always starring in three out of five Best Picture nominees level of good for my guy John C., what did John C. Riley and his friends steal on the south side of Chicago when he was 12? What was it that John C. Riley and his uh, friends stole when they were uh, twelve?
4: It, it's so he told the story on the Tonight Show, uh, and he was talking about like how they were poor and like they had no money for snacks and it was summer, so they followed a tamale guy and stole his cooler of tamales. The whole tamale
0: cooler. Yeah.
4: That, like not, not like a cart, but like a little cooler that you'd see with like the tamale guy he used to bring around to the bars. Uh, like
6: an igloo cooler. It, yes, I got you. So these are the pre-cooked, pre or pre preheated pre-boiled.
3: No, tamales. they're they're fully cooked tamales. They walk around with them in the igloo coolers and sell them in bars. Oh, Shane,
4: your weakness as a dad has finally shown through. <laughs> 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 At bars, there's a guy who comes around known as the Tamale Guy, which you can also follow on Twitter and Instagram. I just, just
0: like the Tazcar. I think he drives the Tazcar. car. <laughs> uh,
4: and he'll come in, and he'll, he'll be like, tamales, tamales. And everyone freaks out because it's the Tamale Guy, yeah. and you can buy tamales from him. Uh, and so this wasn't common on the north side for a while, but they used to do it a lot on the south side. And so John C. Riley and his cohort of friends stole it when, he was not, when someone who was selling tamales
1: was not looking.
2: Do you think the Tamale Guy cried?
1: I would it's tamales man
2: you (laughs) have to have a lot of
1: emotion to make a good tamale Mm -hmm. so yeah you probably cried for sure
4: Charlie can you walk us through the uh, emotional journey of making a tamale
3: Um, I sure can can you (laughs) can I get into character please I'm sorry (laughs) tamales tamales oh that's it (laughs) Are you, <laughs> you are you calling was... them in from the yard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you not know how good tamales are made? I guess not. They're born, my friend, <laughs> and you let them play in the frickin' yard, and then like... you call in your children, and then you sell them to drunken strangers at
2: three a.m. Well, oh, no, that part I understand. <laughs> Do you think he was able to feed his family that night? <laughs> the tamale.
0: C. Riley was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the tamale guy eats tamales or he like just hates them?
4: I think it's like if you work at a fast food place, like you eat it, but you know what to eat. Like he probably like I got bored after a while. I was like, I'm going to throw in some extra stuff in here. Now it's like a garlic mincemeat tamale. Mm-hmm. Just because you get weird. Like I used to work at Starbucks and the drinks we would make yeah. would make a diabetic cringe. What, oh, real, what
3: yeah. was your favorite um, drink that you used to make for yourself?
4: For myself, it would be... Let's see if I can do this right. Uh, non-fat, no water, no foam chai latte with two shots. So a double dirty.
0: A double dirty? <laughs> a double dirty. God. Double tea. Hey, Spencer? Yes, Jason. Can I tell you a quick secret? <laughs> yeah, do you want just to whisper it to me, or? No, I'll tell it into the
1: microphone, but everyone has to promise not to listen. Okay. When I was a boy, my favorite meal was at a place called Parisi's off of 63rd Street, kinda near Midway. And what I would always get is a, a red sauce sandwich
0: and a tamale. <laughs> Jason, can I tell you something? Yeah. That's a bad secret. <laughs> it's not uh, tantalizing in any fashion. I'll see myself out. Okay, thank you. Hey, Jason. That's why you're single.
4: <laughs>
0: don't, <laughs> don't bite his bit. <laughs> do Do we think it was a that the John C. Riley stole?
5: Uh, we thought it was a, a different. There were different things in the cooler. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, oh, oh. Yeah? I th- we thought that it was um, booze. Like, they stole some booze. Okay. Because they were like, they couldn't get anybody to buy them for them. Mm. They were broke. And they were like, these are some nice cold booze. <laughs> these are
5: some nice, nice cold, cold booze. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So they didn't really know, like, what... And they the were beer tw- was called, and so they were 12. They were 12. Tw- 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 tw-
6: yeah. some slack here. This is- yeah. <laughs>
5: They're on the south side, probably some St. Barnabas kids <laughs> from <laughs> <laughs> Beverly. We're
0: going to smoke a dope. <laughs>
4: looking a dope. For, looking exactly. for booze.
5: Uh, booze. Uh, well, Tamales
0: was maybe closer. It was actually 500 boxes of corn pops. What? <laughs> 500? That's right. So uh, John and several of his friends lived near a rail yard in Marquette Park on the south side. One night a freight train was stopped on the tracks, and they snuck in and found one of the cars filled with 500 boxes of corn pops. They formed a fireman's line from the railroad to his friend's basement and cleaned the car out of corn pops, feasting on them for weeks afterwards. So I guess we know that the C in John C. Riley stands for corn pops. Crook.
6: And kids in Oklahoma did not get their corn pops. (laughs) (laughs) The freight train carrying the precious supply from Battle Creek never made it.
0: Mama. I'm sorry. (laughs) When are the corn pops going to get here?
6: (laughs) You'll eat special K and like it.
3: I like how the bit is uh, some kid is dying. Oh, he's dying. He gets
6: cor- yeah. <laughs> corn
3: pops. He's, he's thinking, I'll get have the his corn pops. pops one more time before I pass <laughs> yeah.
6: away, mama. Billy will smacks <laughs> do?
0: No, mama. Smack. That's how I smack got into this trouble in the first place. <laughs> I've done so much heroin, I'm eight. <laughs> it's fun
1: to laugh at misfortunate
0: children. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the final question. It's for Live Beta Kappa. A few weeks ago, everyone was excited about the possible collaboration between musician Jack White and Frat Pack member Jack Black. Many jokes were thrown around about them making an album called Jack Gray. Now, the only Gray album I'm familiar with uh, came out in 2004 and was released by musician Danger Mouse. The internet loved it, and its release helped Danger Mouse gain some popularity. What was the concept of the Gray album? This is just- Beta Kappa, what do we think? What's the concept
6: of Danger Mouse's Gray album? So just just like the names you mentioned, it was it was combining black and, and with white to get gray, uh, and so Danger Mouse is a mixer, uh, and what he did was he took uh, the music from the Beatles white album which is not actually called the white album but it's the Beatles which is an all white cover Uh, and he had his choice of black albums to choose from he could have gone with the Prince black album he could have gone with the Spinal Tap black album Uh, but he actually went with the Jay-Z black album and so it's a combination of Jay-Z and the Beatles black album, white album Uh, and and it's all illegal because he cleared none of the samples (laughs) from either album so it's kind of an underground sensation interesting
0: okay Mm.
4: Shane, true or false, you used to do uh, swing dancing at the Green Mill. I was not the
6: dancer. Uh, My wife and I. Were you the B
0: boy? No. (laughs) No. What part of the the crew were you? The MC?
6: Uh, So every Thursday night, uh, there is a 14 piece big band. Uh, that plays songs uh, creating the feel of 1939 uh, and my wife and I provided the interstitial radio commercials to make it feel like a radio show very cool uh, so they they would, they would sing and there would yeah there, there were regular dancers people who showed up every Thursday night in their full uh, 1930s and 40s finery uh, to jitterbug and and, and Dance about the, the the hall, and so we would break that up with comedy that's that's why you go out on a Thursday night. Is you know what we need are some some seventy-year-old commercial parodies. That...
2: <laughs> Sammy, can you stop trying to expose my teammate? I'm gonna
6: get him. I'm gonna get him, and everyone's gonna see what a sham Shane Wilson is. But we now know that Sammy was sneaking into the back of the Green Mill. <laughs>
4: There. There they
6: are.
0: <laughs> Speaking of sneaking, Sammy, I, I saw you uh, consulting with the, uh, the audience member earlier. Would you like to regale us with uh, what information was passed? Yeah.
4: Yeah, what was up with that? Uh, during uh, Shane's lengthy Wikipedia breakdown. Well,
0: did, did you just get bored and start talking to the audience?
4: Uh, I, just, I just leaned over to the audience member right here, yes. and I, I was saying to her,
0: how did that of all the people
6: how does how does he know he's white <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a dad he's never listened to a Jay-Z record i mean the, the, the fact Shane that doesn't you doesn't know it, to the o to the v to the you know, I,
0: I held my tongue but the fact that you refer to danger mouse as a mixer i
6: think <laughs>
0: belies your whiteness <laughs>
4: uh, I would like to bid five points.
0: You'd like to bid five points, okay.
4: If, if one of them can come up with a modern-day version of the Black and White Album, who would you take nowadays to mash up? Uh, so one hip-hop artist and one old-timey band, in the a Old-timey
0: band, you know, like the
4: Beatles. <laughs> that they are, it's 60 years, they are definitely old-timey at this point. Okay.
0: You know, I think uh, Girl Talk just does this all the
4: time.
5: Yeah, I was gonna say, I like, can't not think of Girl Talk. Yeah. Songs yeah, or White I'm... Panda songs.
6: Oh, it looks like I gained or five points because I can't Super name any. Smash
5: Brothers songs.
6: <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I think uh, what what we should go with. Um, let's say but part of it is I don't know if we're going to successfully define this as, as hip hop. Uh, is uh, is Kendrick Lamar considered hip hop? Yes, or is mm-hmm. he, he's, he's on the border? I All don't right. know if he is on the border. I think he's just um... firmly hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna mash uh we're gonna mash up Kendrick Lamar Good start. uh with the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra.
0: <laughs> Did not see that coming. Okay. And,
6: and, and so we're just gonna call it uh Kendrick Tamar. <laughs>
0: yeah. I feel like you put way more thought into that than I expected, and uh, I would listen
6: to that. <laughs> I appreciate you think that was thought.
0: <laughs> Sammy, do you have anything can you name um your your mash up uh uh how about Uh, Boys to Men and the Beach Boys. Okay, okay, so Beach Beach Boys boys. to Men.
4: Okay, sure. Beach to Boys. Beach to
0: Boys. Uh, I don't know if I would call uh, Boys to Men hip-hop, but uh, that's fine. All right, I will give five points to Shane. Okay, fair
2: enough. That's very magnificent. I lost out. I lost out. I thought it was supposed to be a black-themed and a white-themed album, so I was thinking, like, maybe uh, the soundtrack to the movie White Christmas (laughs) (laughs) and... um, in Syncs, Black and Blue—Are they the ones that did Black and Blue? Um, maybe. I have no idea. So I'm I like
0: glad that, I though. shared that though. And, and sync with like some Bing Crosby type. Exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'd listen to that. Uh, hey so we, Shane. Oh my God. Yeah.
3: Have you been to the restaurant beside the Green Mill, the little taco place?
6: Yes. Yes, that was actually. Uh, so it's a three-hour set. And there's, like, there are a couple little breaks in the middle. Uh, it's Fiesta Mexicana? Uh, it's, it's uh, there's, if you're talking around the corner, it's Carmela's. Yeah. They have the best El Pastor. Well, this is right next door between where it used to be Shake, Rattle, and Roll, the bookstore. <laughs> we are uh, so old everywhere. Yeah. So are y'all just,
0: like, flexing your Chicago street cred? What is this? I don't understand what's happening. I don't uh, care about Practically, uh, I don't
6: think they have tamales there, but uh, but we would they, we, we, we would t- break for, like, a tostada or a taco. That's how you'd feel, like, the 10-minute the break between sets. I will tell
3: you... Uh, um, about two years ago, I had a terrible date there. Okay. And yes, they do Many have tamales. Have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who, was it um, was it with Jason? It was. Oh, is, is that why? Me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Am I single? He, he kept on the truth. He that? kept Man. shouting that at the restaurant, <laughs> and I kept telling him to hush and to eat his tamale, and he would not.
1: Well, I Spe- didn't have a sauce sandwich with it. my Speaking of,
0: of hush, uh, let's wrap the show up. <laughs> It, it was, was, were they telling the truth? Was it the uh, the Beatles' white album and Jay-Z's black album? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, it was. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay, I want to yeah. thank our Yay, big Steve. winners, Live Beta Kappa, for clinching yeah. yeah. at the very end there. Yeah. And I'll thank uh, Judd Apatow Presents us at 69 as well, everyone in the audience here and everyone at home. And to Rich in the booth, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Woo! Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at lsdlshow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week. Jason We Met performs at the Crowd Theater with his house team Cozy. You can check out the crowd's house team night every friday at 10 pm marie maloney hosts the podcast adam sandler please stop and can be seen performing in chicago with buzzed broadway shane wilson performs with world news tonight at the io theater saturdays at 8 and 10 pm peyton lynch co-hosts the podcast queer movie night which can be found right here on arcade audio charlie williams performs with comedy sports chicago as well as laugh out loud theater And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcade audio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game
3: show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.